Hello and welcome to Rollins Around Town. I'm Sam Stark and I serve as the Vice President of Communications and External Relations here at Rollins College. My role allows me to engage in the Central Florida community on many levels and it is my responsibility to help connect the dots between the college and the community at large. The dots I refer to are opportunities for college stakeholders, faculty, staff, and students to have access to leaders and professionals in our region. This helps Rollins deliver on our mission while also uplifting the brand of the college throughout Central Florida. The goal of the show is to share the role, the important role Rollins plays in town and how important the college is to our region. And I am delighted today to welcome Chelsea Highland as our guest. Chelsea is a graduate of Rollins and the Crummer Graduate School of Business, and she is currently the marketing and box office manager of the Annie Russell Theater, and she teaches Intro to Theater Administration. So Chelsea, welcome to Rollins Around Town, and thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be in the newly remodeled WPRK studio. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yes, it's very hip down here. Yeah, it's uh, the, the, the best in basement radio. It still is, but the basement's a little nicer than it used to be. Yeah, it, yeah. I got to say that it is. Which is kind of nice, but I kind of miss the old grungy basement too. I, was, I wasn't going to admit it, <laughs> right. but I do. I think we all feel that way. <laughs> So, Chelsea, start by giving us, you know, your quick version of how you got to Rollins as a student. Oh, wow. Uh, we had the valedictorian who graduated a couple years before me went to Rollins on a music scholarship. And there was a lot of, you know, oh, I wonder where Ariel is going to go, where, where, who will nab her. And then this school I'd never heard of, Rollins College, wooed her. So that's where I first heard of it. And um, she ended up... Uh, you know, she works in the, had a great experience with our music program and uh, now works in the industry. So it worked out for her. Uh, and then I toured it and I just, the the juju was right. You know, I just, it was so beautiful. <laughs> I just felt really comfortable. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. Just gonna... uh, so it wasn't, it felt like the kind of the perfect distance where I could still, you know, cry home on weekends. And I did every now and again, but to fly the nest a little bit. It was, it just kind of checked the boxes that I was looking for. Yeah, that's fantastic. I wasn't going to study theater when I uh, was looking at Rollins. I was, I, I don't know what I, I don't know what I was going to do. I went to an arts high school, um, which wasn't quite like fame, but pretty intense. A, a big focus on like, you're either, you either got it or you don't, kid, you know, uh, really <laughs> intense for like a 16 year old. Um, or any human, perhaps. Right. And so I was like, oh, that's, that's, I don't know. So, uh, but then I, I got to Rollins and our, the energy I am, I'm proud to say around our theater program is very different. It's a, um, you are welcome regardless of what you're studying. And we love for when a biology major pops in. Um, and we believe there's so much more power to studying theater besides the bright lights of Broadway. Although, of course, we have alums on Broadway, and that's very cool. Yeah. But that um, the learning to be um, a talent, a storyteller, is a is you know applies to so many different facets of life right. and so many different industries. So that's awesome. I was wooed back. I like it. Yeah. So you were a theater major. That I was. was your, yeah. I was. And but it, not interesting. That that wasn't your intent. Uh, first day of your freshman year. Right. I knew nothing about the program uh, 
when I signed up. Yeah. So who were your mentors, you know, and, and sort of who, who really helped guide your four-year experience as an undergraduate? Oh, wow. I worked in the Office of Explorations, uh, which is first-year programs. So I was a peer mentor, which is, um, for those of you listening uh, who, are, who haven't been peer mentors or had a peer mentor, we have the Rollins College Conference course. First year, freshman year, you're in um, uh, this community of, of 15 first-year students who take this class with you. Many of those courses live together. Uh, and then you have an upperclassman peer mentor who is there to you know, show you where the cafeteria is and um, a great many other responsibilities that someone who just moved out of their house might ask of someone a couple of years older than them. So right. <laughs> uh, I, I would I served that role in my sophomore year, and then I went on to work in the Office of Explorations. And um, uh, goodness, Doug Little and Megan Hart Wyatt, these are, you know, a couple of folks who were there in that office. Um, and then, of course, I was as soon as I stuck my toe in the theater department, I couldn't get enough. I was um, really involved in the Rollins Improv Players Improv Troupe, and Dr. David Charles served as a huge mentor to me as part of that uh, community. Yeah, yeah, you were. What else did you do outside of the theater? Oh, man. Wow. Let me let me reflect back. What was I up to? <laughs> what were you doing? You know, when you ask that question, the <laughs> first thing that came to mind is is was my part time job, which had nothing to do with Rollins, but uh, I served as a personal assistant of a woman who ran the circus. I I ran the circus. She was um. <laughs> we had these guest directors come in when I was a a junior in college. We did a production of a Midsummer Night's Dream with. Aerial arts. So you know what I'm talking about when they hang the silks from the ceiling and a trapeze. And so um, they came to town to direct that show. It was terrifying. (laughs) I was only I only had to get like four feet up in the air. And it was just one of the one of the scariest things I think I've ever done (laughs) because I haven't done many scary things. Right. Um, And. She was. She put a post on the backboard at the theater department that she was looking for an assistant who would like do everything from help with the go buy her some groceries to um, ultimately doing contracts for when their circus company would do gigs. And so uh, I don't know why that came to mind when you asked me what I did, but That's I bought cool. tofu and booked circus acts and got paid for both. And got paid for both. Yeah, that's pretty good. I did. That's pretty good. I, I, I ask, um, you know, guests on the show who particularly who work here and who are alums of the college, you know, sort of their evaluation or recollection of the learning proposition of Rollins. In other words, where did it happen for you? Was it in the classroom? Was it out of the classroom? Was it both? And can you put a percentage on it just for fun? Wow. Because our productions and our, and Improv, you know, I would say that probably skews it a little bit because of how much time I spent rehearsing and performing right. while I was here. Maybe that skews it so that it's 50 50. My oh. relationships on campus and the I met my husband here at Rollins. I, I fell in love. Nice. We named our baby after the now demolished Fred Stone Theater. That's how like <laughs> enmeshed my life is with this beautiful campus. Um, and, you know, now raising that little guy alongside, um, you know, a handful of friends that I met here. Yeah. So 
I would say it's a it's a good 50-50 split and uh, you know living on campus my my scholarship provided housing all four years nice. which was oh yeah which Fantastic. was made me a little bit delusional about you know what it means to live lakeside you know you go from living at home to living lakeside in winter park right don't really think about how that will never, or that won't happen again for a couple decades, fingers crossed. That's right. You know. That's right. Maybe more. Um, yeah, I, the, the whole, the the community meant, the campus community was, yeah. was it. That was it. Yeah, that was it. What did you want to do? Did you, you know, by the time you were a junior or senior, did you start thinking about what's going to be my first job? And did you have sort of a... Were you New York bound or what was what was kind of on your plate and your in, in your mind at that time? I wish I could ask her. I, you know, I wish I could go back and, and ask her, what what were you thinking? I wonder <laughs> uh, what ended up happening. I guess um, I was thinking that I might. I don't know. But here's what I did do. What did you do? That was next. That's uh, what I did do was go teach English in Daegu, South Korea. Oh my. my husband had studied abroad. Uh, my then fiance, that's right. I got my MRS engaged <laughs> senior year. He oh, had nice. always had a dream of uh, going to teach in Japan after college because he had studied in Japan when he was in high school. He'd done a summer program, right. just fell in love with the culture. Uh, so I didn't get into that teaching program. <laughs> but we did both get into um, a teaching program in Korea. And so, uh, um, which are very, I get that they are entirely different cultures. Um, and we ended up going to Daegu, South Korea and teaching English for a semester. And that was maybe this after the trapeze, maybe that was the second most ter- <laughs> terrifying. You know, you go from like living in a big house with your friends to living alone in Asia with a boy, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, so it was jarring but wonderful uh and then some what i share in my intro to theater administration course is what i do know is i never quite pictured nonprofit administration you know um theater arts administration as an option i don't know right. i don't know who i thought was running the theaters but i i'd never put two and two together that i like business you know and i like uh being around artists and I uh, got back from, when we got back from Korea, I worked for a, a little counseling center um, up in Seminole County for four years. And the benefit of that job is kind of everything was always on fire. So what, whatever I was interested in dabbling in, fine. As long as you don't screw it up and you make it a little less on fire than it is now, right. then Mission um, accomplished. fine. If you're interested in pursuing some pro, you know, an after-school program that, uh, you know, c- using our prevention dollars to set up an after-school program. You like kids? Great, great. Why don't you? Why don't you see how that goes? So it was a real, uh, it was a real gift to wear many hats. And then I started working at Rollins about seven years ago, which makes me thirty-three. Oh, you're young. For those of you doing the math, you're I'll do it a, for you. You're just a little kid. <laughs> That's it. That's, it, it makes me laugh a little bit because as a, um, a semi-athletic jockey kind of person at Rollins, um, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And then I came to the career and life planning office my senior year and learned about a job at an organization called Florida Citrus Sports. And it dawned on me, people actually have to 
work to put on these football games. It's not like the teams just show up at the same time and a bunch of people roll into the stadium at the same time and somebody puts a football out to kick it off and like, there we go. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Who knew? And what fun it might be to be that person who <laughs> puts the right. football right there in the middle of the exactly. field like that. Yes, That's yes, awesome. very similar. That's awesome. Uh, so, you, I mean, Rollins is your DNA, and I just <laughs> love that. And so you actually then took it to the next level. You got an MBA from the Kremer Graduate School of Business. What was that inspiration and kind of the why behind that for you? It was, um, you know, I was compelled to get this broad base of skills that you needed to successfully uh, administrate the arts, you know, be a theater administrator. So um, what I loved about that program is it is, it is maybe I'm, maybe I am misusing the, the term, but like, it is like the liberal arts version of a business degree. It's very broad and you're, you're, you know, pursuing your you these elective spots to pursue what is fascinating to you. Um, a lot of focus on conversation and relationship building and the impact of community on the classroom. And uh, and it was across the sidewalk right. from where my office was. <laughs> right. So it was a, it worked out really well. Um, and I graduated. Yeah, I guess I graduated a few years ago from that program. That's and great. Now I, now I, I, for a while I put it at the end of my email signature. Kind of backed off that. I might do it again yeah, just not? for fun. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it work. is. You deserve it. Comma MBA. Well, it clearly, you know, to some degree, it, it's helped you um, with your career and certainly with the Annie Russell Theater. So I want to talk about that sure. and, and what goes on there. First, talk about the theater itself, right? The Annie Russell Theater is just this beautiful venue on campus. Talk about. Talk about it. Well, you know what what it is, sort of the basics, and kind of what it means to you. Oh wow! So it was built in 1932, and it is on the National Register of, of Historic Places. It looks like it did in 1932, except now there are cushions on the seats, <laughs> and there is no center aisle. Uh, so, so other than that, almost everything has been preserved, right down to the colors of the paint on the archways and the ceilings, which were done. Um, in the same style as the Sistine Chapel. Someone got up on scaffolding and laid on their back and right. painted, hand-painted our ceiling. It's just a beautiful um, architectural gem. It is. And it's home to our main stage theater productions, four per year. Uh, it's There's something superna- literally supernatural about the Annie Russell Theater. Yeah, talk about that. Like, that's sort of a... Uh inside baseball uh yeah legendary uh haunted like we're that not saying is, haunted but right right I, you know when I, whenever folks ask i say you know however you conceptualize it ghosts i, I already use the words you do in this interview so i'm going to dive in here Excellent. um the g- ghosts or energy <laughs> or <laughs> angels however you want to look at it there's a lot of um there's a buzz about the annie russell and students um i've never had the i've never had an experience like this where like a light turns on or um, or I see like a flash of purple. They say that Annie wears a lavender dress mm. or, um, you know, that a seat goes down or up by itself. But uh, but I love those stories. And there's a sense that not just Annie Russell, but many artists over the years, you know, have uh, have gathered in this space and 
have blessed it. If you if you want. To Who put it was that Annie way. Russell? She was a she was born in London, um, and then she was like a, a she was America's sweetheart. She did all these ingenue roles in New York, and then would go back to London, um, sort of playing these um, damsel in distress, tied to the railroad tracks kinds of things, which was being a woman in in theater at the turn of the century. Um, so she was good friends with Mary Elizabeth Curtis Bach. Um, mm. and, you, and that's B-O-K, Bach Tower right. family. Yeah. I don't know how they were friends. I don't, I don't know the history of that friendship, but we, we, we know a lot about their friendship because they were big letter writers. And in one of her, in a series of letters, Annie writes about, I'm looking back on my career now. Things are kind of wrapping up. And, man, I, I spent a lot of time tied to railroad tracks. And I never got to play, you know, uh, some of Shakespeare's great women or, uh, you know, I'm just kind of wondering what it all meant, if you will. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. Right. And um, Elizabeth Bach said, well, I'm very involved in this nascent theater arts program down at um, down at this little school here in Florida. I think it'd be great for you to get some fresh air and sunshine. Annie was really sick her whole life. She was... Um, uh, I can't remember the details of it, but essentially the kinds of things doctors would say, oh, you need some fresh air and sunshine for your constitution. So that's what Elizabeth Bach said. Say, come down here, get some sunshine, and it'll be such a coup for this theater program. I will build you a theater. We'll name it after you. It'll bring great notoriety to our region. And uh, you can pick the plays, and you can perform in some of the plays. So, um, So that's what she did. She moved here. And ran the, you know, was a big, um, I don't know if she ran it. I don't know if she was a theater administrator per se. Right. But she lent her name and her expertise to the theater program until her death. And um, that's what she did upon it. retirement. That's yeah, fantastic. So uh, uh, really strong history of like strong women setting each other up for success and um uh, female friendship and uh, you know I, yeah. I kind of dig that hit, that part of Annie's history. I love that. Yeah, I mean, you know, Rollins is so iconic in the community, and but whether it's athletics or the museum, but the Annie, I think, you know, still is it possibly our shining jewel in so many ways, and the calendar that performances every year. Uh, I know you already have your slate set for oh, yeah. 20, 20 or twenty one, twenty two. That's it. So you want to share what's ahead for the Annie Russell Theater? I would love to. It's our 89th season. 89th. So we're gearing up for Annie's big 90th birthday. And in the run up to that milestone, we are featuring exclusively plays that have won the Pulitzer Prize for drama. So the idea there was that we would feature, uh, you know, the cream of the crop from um, uh, the time since Annie first opened her doors. And uh, awesome. we read plays all year, and we met virtually to discuss them, students and faculty and staff. And, and the titles that we boiled it all down to, uh, sh- shall I? Please. Brrr. Let's go. Please. Uh, we are going to kick off the season with Lost in Yonkers by Neil Simon. Great. Uh, won the Pulitzer in 1991. Then in November, we have Sweat by Lynn Nottage. Uh, it took home the Pulitzer in 2017. We have a guest director for Sweat. Roberta Emerson is gonna um, is gonna be on campus directing that title. And then in February we have Cat on a Hot Tin Roof by Tennessee Williams. 
That took home the Pulitzer in 1955. For that one, we are featuring uh, Rollins Professor Eric Zivit as in the role of Big Daddy. And then in April, we have Next to Normal, uh, a musical that took home the Pulitzer in 2010. And, oh, I forgot to mention that in Lost in Yonkers, we have another guest starring professor as Grandma Missy Barnes is going to be playing the role of Grandma in that. A great Classic. slate, great yeah. schedule. It's the kind of plays that you say, oh, sure, I I know those plays. Right. I have to admit that I read, I didn't know three of the four of these, three out of four, until we went through the process of reading and talking this season. So, so uh, talk about that a little bit. How do you decide every year, right? It's four to five plays, or is it typically just four? But typically ha- four. We do have a dance concert. It's called Expressions, and it's an add-on to the subscription. It's in December. But typically we do four shows, um, somewhere between one and two musicals. And uh, the process, um, this year was really the first time that we did this broad uh, process with students at the table the whole time, um, uh, reading along with us and discussing titles. And um, and that was, you know, we we looked at, it, it, it was nice. Uh, our producing director is Thomas Ouellette. He's a, a professor of acting and directing. And he came to the table with this idea of doing the Pulitzers, which, my goodness, out of the million, you know, uh, dwindled down the list a bit. So we had somewhere to start. Right. And we went through the list of Pulitzer winners and all sort of divvied them up and what titles excite you and who who has seen them, who, who knows, you know. Um, it's a challenge to cast a show at an academic theater yeah. because you're trying to serve so many different audiences. Um, our literal audience, uh, you know, our um, the audience that is made up of students on campus and connecting it to their curriculum and simply what they'd love to see. Right. Also, our campus, our, our community audience, our subscribers, some of some of who have been with us for forty or fifty years. Um, in the same seats, and um, uh, the folks in the surrounding Winter Park and Orlando community, but then, of course, serving our student artists and what titles are going to give them a really rich experience to perform in and, uh, you know, help to direct and design and do dramaturgy, and uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting one of our emphases, but... (laughs) But a that's lot. a that's a tricky balance. Yeah, that's it, impressive. How how do you do it? In other words, is every show student wholly student cast uh, and behind the scenes? Are there you know you you bring in guest directors or other are there entities and um, supporting help? But like, is it typically is there is there a percentage? There is, because you're such a you're such a sports guy. You're like, uh, how many like <laughs> seven per? Isn't that like a thing? Isn't got. that like a sportsy thing? Um, no, no, I love it, and I, I love percentages too. And now I want to create a spreadsheet and figure out what percentage of our designers <laughs> in the 88th season were students versus. Uh, we always have a faculty or guest director at the helm. None of our main stage shows are um, student directed. We do have a second stage series um, currently housed. Well, this year uh see covid housed in the annie but typically in our lyman black box and in the very near future in our brand new theater and dance complex we have a whole different season that's entirely directed design performs by students but at the annie main stage directed by a faculty member 
um, or a guest. And the design, um, you know, costumes, lights, sound, and set are typically skewed towards our faculty, artists, and residents, designers. But there are student designers who work their way up a very rigorous process to earn the opportunity to do a full design on the Annie Russell stage as their senior capstone project. Uh, Yeah, we, we had a couple this year who, you know, like everything, it was seemed impossible and they still did it. Um, and and then uh, almost 100 percent, I would say, of our of our roles go to student performers, except for these roles like um, uh, grandma and big daddy. You know, every now and then we'll have this role that uh, really to sort of serve the title needs the kind of experience or age, forgive me, that a professor might bring to it, <laughs> right. uh, but then opens up all these other opportunities for student performers to do the role of Maggie the Cat or, you know, these iconic roles inside these titles. Right. Yeah. So as a junior thespian from middle school, should I be sending you my resume for any of these parts? Or, Sam, or should I we had just no off? idea. <laughs> you know. What was your individual event? Do you remember? Well, I, I was the foreman in 12 Angry Men Yeah, as, oh. a, as a fifth grader. It was big time. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was big, pretty big time. <laughs> you know, we did that show a few, a few years ago. I remember. I do remember Did that. you come in saying like, let me up yeah, there. that guy was an Get amateur. Me up there. Amateur compared to what I brought to the table <laughs> oh in fifth my grade, gosh. 1979. Wow, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <crazy. laughs> you know, I I um I know there's been opportunities in the past where faculty and staff from other departments have, you know, played played a role. So That's I'll cool. keep I'll I will personally keep you in mind, Sam. I'll have my agent give you a call. Great. <laughs> call your people, my Great. people. Yeah, yep. it's good. That's how it works. So how do people get you know, more information about the theater and sign up and subscribe? Oh, you know, I love that question. Well, <laughs> they can go to Rollins.edu slash Annie, and they'll see our season. Um, subscriptions are now on sale, and that includes one ticket to each of the four titles I mentioned. They are 70, packages are $70 with discounts for seniors, students, and alumni nice. of the college. Yep. Um, and when I say students, I mean students anywhere, a student okay. of any institution anywhere, because Rollins faculty, staff, students have complimentary admission to the Annie and I think awesome. it takes some folks on campus three and a half years till they realize that there's hundreds of dollars of tickets waiting for them over there. That's right. Um, a nice we, benefit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, the show is Rollins Around Town, and you play a, a fascinating and important role in the community with oh. your role at the uh, SAC Comedy Lab. Oh, my, one, of my, one of my very favorite roles yeah. in the community. So talk about that. What's, what is the SAC Comedy Lab, and what do you do there? Another... Um, another you know, uh, theater with some really fascinating history in Central Florida. It started as um, doing Ren Fests around this area and others. Um, if you've ever been to a Renaissance festival before, those roving comedians uh, started there. And now, let me tell you, isn't isn't that? So I guess wipe that image immediately <laughs> out of your brain. Um, uh, those performers spent some time at Epcot doing a show there and then finally said, hey, I think we want to do improv comedy at a put down some roots and so um have been in downtown orlando since the early 90s i think yeah nine i want to say 19 why is the the year 1991 in my head is that right some i think that might be right okay, that. um so doing improv comedy um uh, sort of a la <laughs> whose line is it anyway right. and the connection there right. is that wayne brainy is a central florida native and spent some time uh on the sax stage before he um you know, went to the bright lights of, of Broadway. Yeah. And it's just a blast. I think 
Um, I started doing improv a little bit in high school, but even then the atmosphere there was like, do the improv right so you can be a, you know, uh, just kind of intense. And um, and then I, I took an improv class and, and started doing the improv troupe here at Rollins. And the energy there was like, uh, you're always right and your partner's always right. You know, sort of the, the ethos <laughs> that I've come to love about improv comedy, which is being present and not being too hard on yourself or your scene partner and making something out of nothing together. So uh, something zen about it. And I miss it. I miss it. I, Sat Comedy Lab has been, um, has weathered the pandemic as well and is is doing live shows in, in downtown. I have a, a, you know, relatively fresh baby at home. So I've been out of the game for a minute, but I can't right. wait to get, um, to get back after it because it's, it's a blast. That's awesome. It's a blast. I love that. Yeah. What was your favorite role as a student? Oh, my gosh. I love that question. <laughs> wow. We did a play called Doubt by uh, John, Patrick Shan- John Patrick Stanley. John Patrick Shanley. And uh, I think Doubt was a Pulitzer winner, I want to say. Uh, they made a movie with Amy Adams and Meryl Streep. When, this is similar to you in the fifth grade. When I was right. 21, I played the role that Meryl Streep embodied on the big, right. on the silver screen, really old, miserable nun. And I, I loved it. It was a blast. I, I did these, I worked with Professor Eric Zivit to do these. Um, it was directed by, by David Charles. And so we brought this sort of improv ethos into it of like, I know this woman has nothing to do with you, but let's have fun. Um, uh, it was the biggest compliment I got on that role that I remember now is that at the after the after party, the opening night party, um, President Lewis Duncan at the at the time was there and his wife came up to my mom and said, That was great. You did a nice job on that role. That's big time. So right, the first the lady president's wife no, no. She thought that my that I was that my mom Oh, she did thought the, it was your mom. Oh, I thought she was I did complimenting such a good you. job of embodying an old person <laughs> that she my mom is not the age of an old nun when I was no. in college or, or even now. now. Sorry, mom. Exactly. Um, you know, but but the fact that I had at least aged myself a good 35 years made me really proud. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. And of course, the age makeup that our brilliant designer did. Right. Yeah. We can't do a show, at least my generation can't do a theater you know, show up without talking about Joe Nassif and Doc Rogers. Oh, wow. Did you have the opportunity so, to work with either of them? I'm so lucky that I did. My first show at Rollins was directed by Joe Nassif. Yeah. We did Neil Simon's Rumors. Okay. And I played the police officer who came, had two lines, and I came in at the very last <laughs> scene. Um, but, of course, I just couldn't get enough. I, was, I would come to rehearsals that I wasn't. Needed, didn't need to be there for. Right. So I was, I was always around. It was spring of my freshman year here at Rollins. And he's, he was such a character. I, I have this image of him standing in the middle of an, of a empty house with all of us standing on stage and him going, it's a dirge, which I had to look up meant that it was a funeral. We were performing Neil Simon as if it was a funeral procession and we needed to pick up the pace. I think that a lot now <laughs> when I'm watching someone do comedy i think this is kind of a dirge nice they need to pick up the pace <laughs> i love it what oh, a character God. he was such a treat he gave us tiny bottles of champagne i think i can say that now i think so 
He gave us all tiny bottles of champagne on opening night. Sweet. I was 19. Yeah. And I, can I, I'm just going for it. Oh, yeah, I well. took it back to my, uh, to my room in McCain, my, you know, my bestie who I had met in my Rollins College Conference course. Right. And we each had half a bottle of a, of a split, of a, of a split <laughs> of champagne. A, a half a, you know, <laughs> right. a cup of champagne. And that was just like, yeah, life's good. This is it. This is what it means to be a, prof- a professional actor and an adult. I love it. This is it. So my usually these are the, the parting two questions I ask Rollins staff, which is, what's your favorite spot on campus to sort of get away from it all or that you just love dearly? And it can't be the Annie. Okay. Um, do you have a favorite spot that oh, you just love to go to? I do. And it's called the Herbst Overlook. Uh in honor Do you of George know Herbs, of course. Yes. I was proposed to, oh. got that MRS degree on the Herbst Overlook, which we thought for years was called the Harvest Overlook, because it's a very emotional moment. There's a lot going on. Right. You glance at the plaque, you think, I just got engaged at the Harvest Overlook. Right. Um, uh, and no, it's the Herbst Overlook. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Is it Okay. I haven't been over there yeah, in sure. a few months. Oh, yeah. I know there's a lot of construction around no, it. It's all good. It's still there. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it was, I would do okay. It would be all right if they had built some other beautiful overlook there. But I have, no, I have good memories there. of that one. And then, of course, the final one is if if you're president for a day, oh. what's the Highland presidency look like at Rollins for one day? Wow. What a question at the end. First of all, it would be like, are you just one day, please? Oh, it's just one day. Yeah, that's After all grants end, willing to. What a year, you know. I'm trying. I'm what a year, what a question to answer. After probably the hardest year to be in charge of anything ever. Yeah. Especially a community, um, especially our beautiful community. What would the Highland presidency look like? Well, I guess we just got to get everybody into the Annie. You know, we got shows all day. Nice. And uh, it's like a Fox Day, but you, but part of. Or maybe I just, maybe it's just Fox that's okay. Day. Wait well, that's, a minute. That's a popular answer. Wait a minute. Maybe it's just Fox Day. I like your thinking that the Annie becomes Cocoa Beach and that everybody must you come gotta, to the Annie. You got to dip in. I don't know if, if Fox Day is about it being a beautiful day outside. Maybe I don't keep you inside, but uh, but maybe at least you got to check in. You got to see that beautiful space. Um, and then maybe that evening we just do a, a knockout production of something nice of something that is not a dirge and <laughs> definitely not a dirge. Uh, and we come in and, and laugh together and uh and of course what i'm picturing is a packed annie where we're all safely laughing in each other's faces can't wait i cannot wait that's coming i, I know it is yeah yeah well you are amazing ah. uh rollins is so lucky to have you and it's such a pleasure to uh, have you on the show and Thanks to work with you me. and i hope people particularly who live in the area if you've not been to a production at the annie russell theater uh go to rollins.edu slash annie and sign up right now absolutely if you call i might just i might just be the one to answer That'd i mean very th- cool this summer that would be if, very cool if i it's a hundred percent chance that I we'll might chat do that. i might do it too just to, just to call me up yeah <laughs> should i say the phone number now yeah please 407-646-2145 it's actually a similar extension to the wprk extension it's 407-646-2145 that's the rollins box office and uh we just might get to chat. Okay. I like it. 
Uh, Chelsea, you're the best. Thank you so much. Thanks again. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. Thanks to Dalal for handling the board for us uh, this morning. So and to keep updated on our show and our guests, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rollins Around Town. And subscribe to our podcast, Rollins Around Town, on Apple, Google, and Spotify. So with that, wish you all a great day, and thanks for tuning in.